ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. It is Thursday, October 24th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, hold true, great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. We've got a lot to get into today, of course. Uh, being Thursday, uh, we are setting you up for a couple of hours of herd programming. Coming up after this program, we have got Inside Herd Athletics. Usually it's with Marshall University Athletic Director Mike Hamrick, but uh, Jeff O'Malley, he's going to be there tonight. Jeff O'Malley is going to be there. So you've got that, and then after, it'll be the Doc Holliday Show, and that's all coming to you from Fat Patty. So if you have an opportunity tonight, get down for that. They'll be taking your questions. Uh, you can also tweet the voice of the herd, Steve Cotton, at Herd Cotton for that program. So that's what's coming up tonight on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So let's get into our show today. Uh, no update yet. Um, nothing has really changed. Uh, yesterday, the big story was Marshall Safety Brandon Drayton being suspended from the team and all related activities following his arrest Wednesday. Uh, the charges of strangulation and domestic battery. Uh, according to the criminal complaint, Drayton was uh, actually uh, caught or witnessed uh, doing these things uh, by a Marshall University police officer. And the uh, officer uh, witnessed uh, Drayton grabbing a female victim around the neck and shoulder area and yelling at her Wednesday afternoon. And so no update on that. And, of course, again, uh, Marshall University is not commenting on this story any further. Not much has come out since. Uh, we'll keep an eye on it, but uh, very disappointing still. Uh, yesterday, I, w- I think it, the news hit me yesterday. I was a little stunned just how fast it uh, came right before we went on air and uh, just the what it was. Domestic battery. So uh, I was, uh, I think I was uh, a little stunned that it happened and at the same time very disappointed in this young man if, uh, if everything is true uh, which it sounds like I'm, I'm not gonna mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie to you you know always want to give the kid uh, benefit of the doubt but uh, you know, when uh, the criminal complaint comes from a Marshall University police officer uh, I'm pretty much gonna side with the officer on what was witnessed in so very disappointed in that situation uh, let us uh, move on to at least something uh, that is uh, a little bit more positive surrounding Marshall football. And uh, we didn't get this until uh, after the show yesterday, so I still wanted to talk about it. Marshall Talik Keaton been selected as a uh, member of the watch list for the Football Writers Association of America Freshman All-America team. He uh, has averaged 13.6 yards on his 10 punt returns this season including a 67-yard score against VMI and Marshall's season opener. He's also registered six catches in the season for 83 yards, playing from the slot. So uh, congratulations to uh, to Lee Keaton. Looking forward to seeing his progression as the season continues. Now, Saturday's going to be a very busy day. Of course, it's homecoming. A lot of activities going on today. A lot of activities remain, including the game on Saturday. And one of the big things that we were going to find out was um, 
what that dirt really looked like as groundbreaking, the ceremonial groundbreaking anyway, for the new baseball stadium. I mean, finally, you know a project's real, right, when they break dirt? Well, it's still real, but it's been moved into the indoor. So weather's going to be an issue on Saturday. And just to get ahead of it, Marshall has moved its Saturday morning groundbreaking, which is scheduled for 10.30 a.m. for the new baseball stadium, over to the Chris Klein Indoor Athletics Complex. Now, uh, it's open to the public, so you can go in and you can be a part of this. Now, here's the instructions from Marshall on this. Now, parking is going to be provided at the site of the new stadium. That's along 24th Street between 4th and 5th Avenues. Transportation from that lot to the indoor facility will be provided courtesy of Huntington, City of Huntington's providing, and TTA. So uh, if you want to head over there, if you're coming in for that, that's where you can park, and then you'll be shuttled over to the indoor complex. Now, if you've got parking passes for the game, park in your assigned spaces. That's the instructions we're getting. It's going to be a pretty big deal. You're going to have Jeff Montgomery, Rick Reed. I mean, we're talking... Two of the brightest stars coming out of Marshall Baseball and had uh, very, very nice careers in Major League Baseball. I mean, we're talking all-star careers here with these two. Also, you're going to have words from Marshall President Dr. Jerry Gilbert. You're going to hear from Marshall University Athletic Director Mike Hamrick. Huntington Mayor Steve Williams is going to be on hand. Also, Thundering Herd Baseball Coach Jeff Wagner. Uh, Jack Cook is going to be there, and I'm glad that he's going to be able to be a part of this and, again, see this thing come to reality. That's the most important thing. I am grateful that Coach Cook is going to be able to see this thing come to fruition. Uh, Also, the uh, stadium architects are going to be there uh, and um, other dignitaries as well. So this is going to be a pretty big deal. It takes place at 1030. Uh, If you can't attend... Uh, I do believe we're going to have Woody Woodrum on the premises uh, covering it for us. Uh, We go on the air with our pregame at 1130. We'll talk about this on Saturday as well, but we'll be broadcasting live from Joan C. Edwards Stadium over on the west lot. So we look forward to you coming over and visiting with us. Uh, Gate C is where we're going to be at. So if you uh, haven't uh, been over to where we hang out yet, we invite you to come over because, uh, after all, it is where the concert begins and ends before you get into the stadium. So we invite you to come over to the concert stage. And we'll have some good time. Homecoming. I mean, we're, we're having fun coming up this week because this has turned into a really nice rivalry, I think, between Marshall and Western Kentucky. We had Randy Leon, the voice of the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, yesterday. And if you didn't catch yesterday's show... Well, all you have to do is go back and download it on Apple Podcast. You can also find the show on Spotify, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, wherever you get your podcast. I asked him about this rivalry, and he basically said that to the players, this is the rivalry. The fans, you know, maybe it's Middle Tennessee, but to the players, this is the rivalry here. So uh, I'm looking forward to a, a fun game. Really, what's going to happen here if Marshall wins? Uh, That's going to be a big, big roadblock for Western Kentucky because that's going to uh, put Marshall in control of their destiny for a short time or the rest of the season, depending on how well the herd progresses afterwards. And for Marshall, if Western Kentucky wins, it's not going to seal the deal, but it's almost going to lock it up. And that's going to be pretty detrimental to Marshall's chances of winning the East Division. you got to have this game. It's 
I'm sorry to say it's a must win. I mean, they all are in some degree, but this one is really a must win just because if you have any shot of trying to win the East Division, you got to win this one. You got to win them all if you want to do it, but you got to win this one and stay alive in the standings. I mean, you still have some things ahead of you here. You have an opportunity to play for a Conference USA Championship. You have the opportunity to go to a good bowl. The opportunity to play in the Access Bowl, that was kind of out the window probably after the Boise game anyway. So no worrying about that. But this is an important game. So opportunities for everyone here to come out on Saturday. I know the weather's going to be bad too. That's what I'm seeing anyway. Forget that. Get a poncho. Be a, be a football fan. This is football. We're not talking any other sport other than football. This is you, you go out in a rain poncho if you have to, and just I know you want to be you want to be comfortable. I get it. Completely get it, but come on. This is homecoming. This is gonna be a big game for the herd. This is an opportunity for Marshall to continue the bounce back after um, really not a an ideal start. Mediocre at best. You lost some games. Put yourself in a position. Marshall has an opportunity to bounce back here. And next thing you know, you get a three-game win streak going. You beat Western Kentucky, and you're sitting pretty good in the standings, and you have an opportunity to to finish this thing out, win the East Division. It's an important game. It's really the game in which if you are going to go to just one Marshall game, if you pick one, you pick this one. This is the important one to go to. But – we will see what happens. I know the fan response to the last game was kind of disappointing, to be honest with you, and I'm hoping to see better for homecoming. I mean, come on. You talk a good game, start walking it. That's all I'm telling you. You talk it, now walk it. You claim to be great fans, show up, right? Show up. Marshall's taking on Western Kentucky. What reason do you need? Honestly, that's it. If, you, if you're not happy with the football program anymore, you're not happy, okay, that's fine, then don't show up. But if you're just looking to be miserable, I mean, come on, this is uh, going to be a good game. It's always a fun game. Get out there, support the herd. That's all I'm asking. All right, when we come back from break, we're going to talk a little bit about the Conference USA Coaches Annual Salary. Uh, USA Today recently released its updated database of college football head coaching contracts. Uh, We're going to touch on this to see where Marshall compares to the rest of the league. Later on, we will get your phone calls in, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. I've got some interesting news on a uh, little incident that uh, former West Virginia football coach Dana Holgerson seems to have got himself into. Let's just say um, he's not good with the checkbook or he he forgot to pay his bill. We'll, we'll say that. We'll keep it there, and we'll come back with it later. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. USA Today is usually where I go to when I want to find out how much a coach makes or how much a – Athletic department pulls in because uh, every year they like to update their database. Uh, they've been doing it for several years now. And uh, they recently updated the database again. College football head coaching contracts. Now, all of this is public information. They're compiling it all. Uh, Rice is not public, so uh, Rice does not have to report this stuff. 
So they're not in the database. But I can tell you this. Uh, Doc Holliday is towards the bottom. He is near the bottom, not close to the bottom, but near it as far as uh, overall what he brings in. Now, uh, annual salary. And we're not going to factor in bonuses and everything because, uh, be honest with you, that stuff is somewhat in their control and somewhat not in their control because you're going to have to have an amazing year to get to all your bonuses and you're going to have to hit some some benchmarks. Some are achievable, some are not. So, I mean, there are bonuses in there. So it's not exactly the same contract for every coach. There are different uh, performance goals built into all these things. But Seth Luttrell, North Texas, um, he is the top coach when it comes to base salary, his annual salary. He brings in $1,865,000. It's pretty good, right? That's that's not bad. North Texas spending a little money, bringing in um, – a coach they think that's worth uh, almost two million, and North Texas is one of those teams you look at. I mean, I remember reading an article last year that they uh, they could be the next Group of Five power team, or you know there was some talk. I don't know if that's uh, going to be a reality just yet. I don't know if they're the next Boise, but North Texas has got some positive things happening for them. And then um, you look at uh, what's next on the list, and who would you guess? Would you guess Lane? Lane's not number two. So Bill Clark comes in at number two. He comes in at almost a million and a half, $1,450,000 is what he brings in. That's his annual salary. So UAB's had some recent success. UAB has uh, been a program that has fallen and risen. Good job, I think, by Bill Clark. Totally worth it, right? You're getting your money's worth if you're UAB. And then the coach that comes in next is Lane Kiffin. So Kiffin comes in at number three. And you remember a few days ago, somebody, I think it was Keith Morehouse, asked uh, just, um, hey, Doc, you're going to tweet about the game. And uh, Doc said, I don't want any of that. And then said, I don't make what Lane makes. Yeah, he's right. He does not make what Lane makes. Lane brings in 1432000 so he's third on the list of Conference USA. And then Frank Wilson, UTSA, comes in at 1125000 So you've got four coaches in Conference USA bringing in over a million a year. And so that brings us to FIU. Butch Davis, close to a million. Yeah, not a million exactly. But at FIU, Butch Davis brings in 992250 a pretty good contract still. FIU, they're looking to be a contender. They were projected to be one of the teams contending in the East Division. If that's going to come to fruition or not here in the next couple of years, I don't know. But as it stands right now, Butch Davis comes in at fifth in Conference USA. And then you got Rick Stock still. He's been at MTSU a while, right? He's had that program um, pretty far in Conference USA. He's done a good job right now. He comes in at just over $900,000. $901,504 is what he brings in. Couldn't they get a nice little round number there? I mean, you look at these contracts. I'm, I'm, I, like, I like really round numbers here. So after Stockstill, 
is Tyson Helton, Western Kentucky. He brings in, as an annual salary, 800000 So far, so good, right, Western Kentucky? Uh, looking like the team that could win the East Division. You win the East Division, you got to be feeling pretty good about your hire as a coach, right? Well, right now he's making 800000 And then that brings us to Doc Holliday. So, so far we've gone through seven coaches. Doc Holliday's eighth on the pay scale. Again, not at the bottom. Maybe a little closer to the bottom that some would think. Maybe he could get a little bit more. Maybe you think he gets too much. I don't know where you fall on the spectrum. But Doc Holliday, according to USA Today and all their research in the database, uh, they put Doc Holliday at 762570 That's his annual salary. Now, again, all these coaches have different things that are worked into it, and I'm not going to break down contracts. That's not my job. At least I have not elected to take that job on today, to break down all of the benchmarks, all the bonuses, and all of the extra money, the ancillary deals. All these coaches have something going on. They all have a side gig. But there it is. So... This always comes up as a question, and let me stop here and talk to you a little bit about why we like this type of information. Because as football fans, when things are going well, are you paying the coach enough to stay? I mean, think about it for a second. If your coach is doing well and you're on board, you're 100%, you're bought in, you're on board, you love the way the program's going, and you're happy with everything. The thing you think about as a fan, you're, and if I'm wrong, you got me here at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. If you don't fall into where I think you fall in, you, you call me. I want to hear it. You got group one. Hey, make sure we can retain their coaches. Make sure we're paying our coaches. Make sure that they're getting enough if a coach is hot, you want to make sure that you pay him enough to keep him as long as you can because eventually a bigger school is going to come take him away from you. And so that's important. You're in camp one. Hey, hope we're, we got to pay our coach. We got to pay to attract somebody good to come in here. And that's at any school. That's not a Marshall thing. That's at any school. But that's group one. That's, that's where I'm lumping some fans. And then you got the other fans that are like, we got to pay our coach better so we can get a better one in here. Because this guy's not getting it done. Not getting it done. If we paid more for a coach, if we put out a, a bigger annual salary, maybe we could get a bigger name in here. And that's group number two. And it's all about the same number here. Group one wants you to pay the current coach more so you can keep him. Group two, if they're not happy with the coach, wants you to raise what you pay the coach and get a new one. Get rid of the old guy. Get a new one. And so that's why these numbers are kind of fascinating to fans. And there's some subgroups to all of this, and I'm not really going to get into the spreadsheet on it today. But Doc Holliday sitting at eight. And sometimes it's a prestige thing, to be honest with you. Not your prestige, or is it? Doc's happy, right? Doc Holliday seems to be happy, I'm sure. 
he's not hurting for, for money. He seems to like it at Marshall. He hasn't bolted for another job. Not that I know of anyway. He hasn't flirted with any other jobs. I'm not aware of him putting his name out there and seeing what, uh, the, what, what is out there for him. I'm not aware of all that. He seems pretty content with Marshall and seems pretty happy with the situation he's got. Knows that he, uh, he's at a place where they like football. I mean, he talks about that all the time. He, he's at a place where football matters, and that's where he wants to be. So he seems pretty happy, right? I think so. He seems happy with this. But he's okay as far as uh, what he's making. I mean, really, there's, there's not much difference as far as your starting money with Tyson Helton. You look at bonuses and everything and everything that's built into these things. I mean, you're comparable to, say, Western Kentucky. Uh, you're close to comparable to Rick Stock still. You're making more money than Dana Dimmel. You're making a little bit more than him anyway. Here's what UTEP pays. UTEP doesn't pay the least. They pay close to the least, but they don't pay the least. They pay... Here's the number. They pay seven hundred and eleven thousand nine hundred and ninety-nine. Okay, so that's what UTEP makes. What Skip Holtz make at uh, Louisiana Tech? You want to know what Skip makes? He makes seven hundred thousand, and so does Will Heatley. Will Healy, Charlotte makes seven hundred thousand, and then close to the bottom, you got. Bobby Wilder. What does Bobby make? Bobby makes 661851 And he's still not the least paid coach in Conference USA. You know the coach that makes the least in Conference USA? Jay Hobson, Southern Miss. Jay Hobson, Southern Miss, makes... $500,000. So that puts him at 13. Doc Holliday is eighth out of the coaches in Conference USA that we have the details because Rice does not have to release the details. They're a private school, not required to release the details of a coach's contract. So they're not on the list. So out of the 13 schools, 13 coaches that we have the information of, Doc Holliday's eighth. Close to the middle. Pretty much. I mean, you've got seven coaches ahead of him, and then you've got at least five coaches, maybe six below him. Right in the middle. Are you getting a good value? A lot of people think so. I mean, Marshall has an outstanding, pristine bowl record with Doc Holliday. Is Marshall competing for enough Conference USA championships to, to make you happy? You, you might say no. Or do you like the way the program's going? You might say yes. You might say no. So uh, these numbers come out every year, and fans start debating this. Hey, paying the coach too much or need to go get a new coach, and uh, no wonder you can't get a coach in here. This is what the – I mean, look, would you, would you coach at Southern Miss? I mean, 500000 that's what you're getting. You're head coach of a Division I football team, and you're getting $500,000. Compared to North Texas, which pays 
a little short of two million. It's a little short of two million. UAB, almost a million and a half. Same thing with FAU, almost a million and a half. A little over a million at UTSA. And honestly, Southern Miss, I would think, is a better job than UTSA. But it's not based on the job. It's based on the revenue that the university generates, right? That's what part of this is. And again, we don't know what the bonus structure is for all the coaches. What makes the job attractive? Could it be the well, let's put it this way. Doc Holliday is getting a bonus for winning bowls, right? If coaches have clauses in their contract. Here's, here's where you can earn some extra money. Here's what we need. If attendance at a certain level, that guarantees you X amount. That's in a lot of contracts. If you get to a bowl game or win the bowl game, this is the extra bonus you get. That's thrown in. If you're at some of the major schools, if you're at Alabama, I'm sure there's a bonus for winning the national championship. If you are at Boise State, maybe there's a bonus in your contract for getting to an access game, New Year's Six game. And so there are different contracts for every coach here. So this is just base, though. I mean, this is your annual salary, and you look at Marshall right pretty much in the middle. A little less than Western Kentucky, a little more than UTEP, definitely more than Southern Miss, definitely more than Old Dominion, Charlotte. You're making a little bit more there. Lane Kiffin's making more than almost anybody, so he can afford to throw out a tweet, criticize officials. 5000 okay, here you go. That's, that's walking around money for him. We'll get your phone calls in 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Speaking of guys who um, maybe need to um, redirect some of his finances, Dana Holgerson, he's he's behind on some bills. We'll talk about that when we continue with today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Thursday, October 24th edition. Your Drive continues on ESPN 94.1 FM. And AM 930, I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling us on the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, hold true. Great taste, only 97 calories. It is the original light beer. So, how much does your favorite football coach make? Well, I should rephrase this. How much does your least favorite coach make? Well, I'm here to help you because I've got the entire database here. All the coaches, I know what all of them make. And I know what Dana Holgerson makes. Dana Holgerson makes $3,700,000. $3,700,000. 
But yet, the former West Virginia University football coach and his ex-wife, they've got a, a lawsuit that has been filed against them, alleging that Dana Holgerson, the former head coach of the Mountaineers, and his ex-wife owe two months of back rent and fees for cleaning and repairs. So the lawsuit was filed yesterday, according to a report coming out of the Dominion Post, that Rodney Poland filed. The lawsuit says that the day the lease was signed for the Cheat Lake home, Dana Holgerson agreed by text message to pay the rent. Okay? Sounds like a contract to me, right? I'm not a lawyer, but if I was, I would know that that sounds like a contract. And I'm not a lawyer, and that sounds like a contract. You give my grift here? It sounds like a contract. It says that the home was rented to uh, Candace Holgerson for 250000 a month. 2500 a month. 2500 Okay. They can afford that, right? That's easy. They got that. They can afford that. But the back rent is owed for July and August 2019 and nearly 20000 Let me get my numbers correct here. 20000 is owed for cleaning and repairs. So just to reset, home was rented to Candace Holgerson for 2500 Back rent is owed for July and August. And nearly 20000 is owed for cleaning and repairs. So if I'm doing my math here, 20000 for cleaning and repairs. I got to do the, the, the common core math, right? Got to do the whole box and everything. Uh, and then 2500 a month. Back rent is owed for July and August. So that would make that. 2500 plus 2500 that's $5,000. So $5,000, $25,000 is owed for cleaning and repairs. $2,500. Come on, Dana's got that, right? I know because it says right here in the USA Today database that former West Virginia University football coach and now head coach of Houston makes $3,700,000. I mean, come on, you you got that, right? Um, according to the report, there was a message left for Holgerson through the Houston Athletic uh, Communications Office, um, not immediately returned, and um, also... Um, no way to get a hold of uh, Candace Holgerson. She doesn't have a listed telephone number, so she couldn't be uh, reached for comment immediately. But Dana's got that, though, right? Again, it says so right here. $3,700,000, max bonus of $730,000. he has got the potential for a max bonus there. He's got that. He completely can, he can afford that. Uh, interesting story I wanted to share today. Just because uh, we were talking about coaches' salaries, and I just saw that, and I thought, wait a minute, Dana's got that. Why don't you just write that check? Write that check right now instead of letting this become a story that we get to talk about. It's real simple. How much do we owe you? Okay. 5000 for the rent. Okay. Um, cleaning and repairs, can, can you itemize that? I, I'm going to need to see what exactly... 
I mean, that sounds a lot. Where'd you go to get this cleaned again? Eh, that sounds a little pricey here. W- repairs? I mean, did did we do something? You got itemized list here. Kind of don't agree with this a little bit, but I want the heck out of here. I'm leaving a Power 5 school to go to a Power 6 school because I want out of here quickly. So let me write that check for you. You know what? Let's just call it. We'll call it a deal. Here it is. 25000 Here you go. Thank you. It was a lovely premises. Love, to, love living on the property. Thank you. Have a, have a great life. And you're done. Completely done. You're out of there. Because apparently you didn't like it there in the first place, so you, you, you got the heck out. And now you're Houston, where you wanted to be, and, and that's cool. By the way, uh, Neil Brown makes a little over $3 million, and he's got a bonus structure that will uh, exceed that as far as uh, what Dana makes. So Dana's making uh, almost $4 million. He's got um, 730 in bonuses. Uh, you look at Neil, what he's able to, uh, to, to make. He's got a pretty good deal, actually. Um, he's making over $3 million. And you throw in the bonuses, he can achieve another um, another million. So, if all the bonuses kick in, he's got a potential for four million yearly. That's a pretty good deal right there. Eight seven seven four two zero talk eight seven seven four two zero eight two five five. You want to be a part of the program? We've got more on the way. It's the drive. ESPN ninety four point one FM and AM nine thirty. With Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, it is the drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Marshall volleyball team uh, hitting the road. Okay. Uh, the air. Then there'll be a bus involved, I'm sure. They have got Conference USA action against UTEP. Friday, 6 p.m., the Herd uh, coming into this one, 12 and 8 overall. 3 and 4 in conference. Uh, the Miners are 9 and 11, 2 and 5 in league play. So uh, things uh, have gotten a, a little tougher now that Marshall has got into conference play. I still like Ari Agnes. I think she's uh, doing a great job so far. 12 and 8 still solid. 3 and 4, very tough league. Uh, I know we uh, really didn't touch on it uh, yesterday. Uh, Marshall playing to a draw a couple of days ago in soccer. Still, though, you know, if this was hockey, you just get to a shootout and you'd be done, right? That's all you, have. That's all you need to do. PKs. Can't get it done in regulation. You go to overtime, can't get it done in overtime. Just PKs. Kick it till you get a winner. That's the one thing I, I do like about the revised overtime and hockey. All right, we're going to overtime. We're going to take some players off the ice now, and we're going to have more players and more ice service form. Can't get it done there? All right, let's see what your goaltenders have got. Let's see who can do it. Let's see which guy's got the most in net or who's got the hot hand. I like it. I'll take it anytime. I... Definitely like where the soccer team's going, though. 
I'm telling you right now, keep an eye on them. This is um, this is the highest they've ever been ranked. Every time they go higher in the poll, it's the highest they've ever been ranked. Now, I don't know what the poll is going to look like here next week, but again, higher they go, highest they've ever been. You're getting some success here. And I think that's the hope that you're going to get the facility pop the way you have with men's soccer for baseball once they get the facility actually built. And again, a reminder to you, if you were planning on going to the groundbreaking, uh, it's been moved. Instead of being on site because of the weather, it's going to be at the Chris Klein Indoor Athletics Complex, the indoor practice facility. It's going to be over there. And so if you want to park at the uh, site of the new baseball stadium, you can do so. Uh, There will be transportation for you. Uh, If you already have uh, parking passes for football, you're being instructed and asked just to use those instead. 10.30 a.m., time hasn't changed, location has for the groundbreaking ceremony. So if you're looking to go to that, there you go. Uh, We'll remind you again tomorrow for those of you who uh, might forget between now and tomorrow. Now, coming up next, we're going to hear from Mike Hamrick's right-hand man, Jeff O'Malley, because coming up next, it is Inside Herd Athletics, but uh, Mr. Hamrick uh, not able to be in attendance tonight, so uh, we're going to have Jeff O'Malley join us, and fascinating uh, stuff always from him. One of the few athletic directors I know that can out there and blow the whistle and tee a coach up. So um, looking forward to that. And then following that, it's going to be, of course, the Doc Holiday Show, your opportunity at Fat Patties to ask questions of the head coach. And if you want to ask questions of Mr. O'Malley, all you have to do is phone 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. And that's coming up next. For our producer, Gabriel Sellards, I'm Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.